Welcome to First Turn, where we talk about Gen Con again and discuss our immediate reactions to Gen Con. Again. It's like book club, but Gen Con. Again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't talk until you've been introduced. <laughs> Amateur. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate. Again. BP. Hi! And moving on! Oh. <laughs> and Kiwi. <laughs> so, day three of Gen Con. Again. So day three was Saturday, busy day, started off, we got to make a movie. Uh, Roll Camera, the filmmaking board game, published in 2021 by Malachi Ray Rempen. That is a great name. Yep, that's what uh, The art is also by said person, and the publisher is Keen Bean Studio. Those are fantastic names. Um, and it's a cooperative game uh, with uh, dice as workers, so worker placement cooperative, and as it says, it's a filmmaking board game. So we are trying to make a movie based on uh, some of the criteria given us through cards, uh, and then we have dice that tell us the types of crew that we had to work with to make this movie. We are given a uh, dial setting that tells us how many months and how much money we have to spend on said film. And just like anybody who's read or even done filmmaking, you know that you are one, going to run out of money and two, run out of time. Uh, And we were successful. Uh, but we almost ran out of money and almost ran out of time at the end. Um, and it was kind of cool because the board also came with uh, the, the scoring. Uh, you started off as like a decent movie, like in the mediocre, but the point and the objective was to get out of that mediocre setting and either make something so horrible it was good or, of course, make a, a blockbuster smash. So... Uh-huh. Our movie was called Shockingly Outrageous Unibrows. And it was worth seeing. Just <laughs> <laughs> how we were successful. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I like cooperative. Um, and I guess you guys know that role playing isn't necessarily my favorite thing, but I liked the little bit of role playing mm-hmm. in the. Um, in each person had a character I, I would like to play it again so that we could bring that out more mm-hmm. like I think we were still grasping the game itself so we didn't do that too much but to be the director be the be the star um, and then in the meetings that we had um, where we had to um, kind of pitch our ideas I think that was fun yeah that was the best part of the game yeah. pitching ideas without like reading the card mm-hmm. which is big my idea? Monkeys. That's all you get. So look, I know a guy who's got a sure bet on a horse. Yes, he <laughs> almost ruined everything, betting the production money on, on a horse. On a horse. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, that, it was super enjoyable. Uh, I like the concept of the worker placement with uh, the dice. So it kind of like changes mm-hmm. it up. So you get kind of that worker placement element, but then you also kind of don't know where you're going next. And a lot of those will have the dice for each player will have their own dice. It's like Dice Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, we really enjoy. But in this one, like if you lock in dice, the next player gets fewer dice. So you really have to mm-hmm. like work together as a team. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you can like take away that ability with the production meeting and the pitching, uh, I have a feeling it might de- very much depend on your play group because there probably would not be folks that get into it as much mm-hmm. but uh, I had a lot of fun with the production meetings I felt so. like it was pretty into it it like felt it's like Sheriff of Nottingham it felt like you should mm-hmm. be doing it yes. right so, I think a lot of people will if you enjoy these types of games then it's pretty easy to get into yeah and just to build on what Kate said like you are assigned these different roles and 
they've given you kind of some some guidance in how you could play those roles. Like we, we gave Kate the one where she can uh, make people speak faster or backwards or in foreign accents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yours was uh, you could make people call you sir or ma'am. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't quite get there because we were mm-hmm. still trying to yeah. yeah figure it out. But yeah. So yeah, uh, we we won, and apparently uh, QE went ahead and purchased purchased it. So. It did. That was yeah. one that I purchased. Uh, next, we went to play Picture Perfect. Uh, this was one we had seen last year a bunch, mm-hmm. and we we're always like, "What is that game?" And it always had a big crowd and stuff, and it looked it looked like something to try. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure I would play, but I figured this this is a good Gen Con's a good time to try the games that you're not sure about. Um, so it was designed by Anthony Nouveau. The artists were Ronnie Liber, Soren Midding, Giu. <laughs> Jula? Jula Poske, and. You could have given that one. <laughs> uh, Maha Rozek. <laughs> Great till we hit those Polish Czech names. Yeah. The publisher is Corax Games. Um, and basically, oh, this is a hard one to explain, isn't it? You have a bunch of you have a bunch of people, fourteen different people, I think, and each one has like your cardboard cutouts in little uh, holders. Yeah, so standees. Twelve, twelve people, one plant, and, and a dog. dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and they each have like an interest. Like they want to be next to this person. They want to be around this part of the table. They want to be on this side of the room. And you're and you know what a couple people want at the start of the game and you're trying to position them in a way that will make them happy and then throughout the game you'll be getting more passing cards around and learning more and more about each person and trying to make the perfect picture and at the end of the game you actually take a picture and the angle and the shot you take will actually depend like impact your score because then you'll go through everybody's desires and see how you did and then score accordingly um it was it was fun. It was a memory game. Mm-hmm. I may have had more fun in a setting where I could think. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on around the table, yeah. uh, which made it a little challenging. But I did enjoy it. I don't, I don't know if it's something I'd rush out and get. But I think, like Kate said, it's if you ever want a family game, that's like it's literally just remember things and mm-hmm. basic positioning. It's not hard to learn at all. But it was still a really good puzzle. Yeah. Um, and it's got a great table presence, which is why mm-hmm. I kind of caught our eye in the first mm-hmm. place. It's, it's something very unusual. You have these boards to kind of uh, like the D&D box boards that block how you're arranging your figures. And so, you know, you've got that tactile piece, the visual pieces to it. Um, so it's definitely eye catching, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Yep. Yeah, I think the idea of like being able to position your... the people in your party and then you have to take a photo and that's how you mm-hmm, score it is a super interesting like I know there's like some controversy about bringing technology into games but I feel like that's a great way to bring it in because it feeds into the theme too like mm-hmm. you're setting all these people to take the photo and now you're the photographer yeah. taking the photo mm-hmm. it's not too much technology it's not like a right app, the whole game it's one picture at the end yep yeah no. Yeah, we should probably explain that a little bit more, too, that, like, one of the things that people wanted were to cover up others. And Mm -hmm. so you would try to figure out a way to get the picture to show, like, not show certain faces. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish there were more things that were, because it was really either show face or don't show face. I think they could have maybe come up with some other ones. Yeah, like the restriction of the the grid, Mm -hmm. you know, like, then that defined next to, like, not the way you took your picture. Yeah. So, or only show me in profile. Yeah. Yep. Or you just throw the plant in the back row and hope for the best because <laughs> someone hoards the plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think my other comment on it was maybe uh, like how, how many times I play it again before I, I got tired of it. Like the theme was definitely mm-hmm. fun. It was it was it was playful, but um, yeah, I could kind of already see myself maybe getting tired of it yeah. after a few mm-hmm. plays. Yeah, I don't know if I'd but go I don't know. it out again. I feel like there were better... Yeah, I don't we're, know. Yeah, like, we're going to get to one. 
Yeah, yeah I, was, I was super stoked last year to to try to see it, and it was, I guess, maybe a little disappointing based on what I imagined it to be. Yeah, I wanted to like it more. I would still play it again if someone brought it out, but yeah, I don't think I would seek it out to have it's the collection. pretty much that. what I expected. That's yeah. why I was like, this would be a fun one to play at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll play you that. Um, after this game, we, we skipped it on day one. We went to the vendor hall, but Kiwi and I went back to the vendor hall. I think we did two total laps around it yeah. and a total of about five hours on the floor. Oh, uh, Kate won Picture Perfect. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we should probably say that. Yeah. Um, okay. I plant hoarding. Yeah, <laughs> the plant hoarding. That's, 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 that's the strat. Um, so we wandered around the vendor hall again. It was very crowded. Um, and I, like I mentioned, I picked up Libertalia and Cubitos. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up an expansion for uh, Santa Monica, The Long Weekend. Apparently it adds a massive uh, wedding card, so it adds a couple extra spaces that you go to and uh, activities you could do. Okay, so we did go browse the art section because that's what I always want to make sure I see. Uh, and kind of discovered a new artist that I was curious about but didn't actually purchase. I don't remember the artist's name, but they've done some magic cards, apparently. Well, that will big, big shout out to you. That <laughs> an artist. Down, I know, I know. I mean, and I'm not a magic person, but I do realize that lots of Lots. It's a huge, huge industry. We so. have an hour and 15 minutes. We can rush over there and find a name. <laughs> and then uh, the one that we had found last year, Erica Kwan, mm-hmm. um, she was back. And so, uh, again, going as late as Saturday, she was also almost sold out of all of her art. That's how good she is. It seemed like a very good Gen Con for sales because, like, I got the last Cubitos, he got the last oh, roll yeah. camera. Mm-hmm. AEG was just decimated. Yeah, they had, they had mm-hmm. more today, but when Eric and I rolled through, it was like nothing. Yeah. Well, during a roll uh, camera, yeah, when had... we played roll camera, I did rush over and buy the mm-hmm. uh, Guild of Merchant Explorers. Yeah. And then in the vendor hall, we also played Dim Sum. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steam up a feast of Dim Sum. Gotcha. Sounds very interesting. Uh, I think uh, Hot Banana Games. Mm-hmm. I think I have the, I do have the on designer there. in there, too. Or when it's it's published. So it's okay, pre-order. It. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so in that game, you were like trying to collect tokens, and those tokens would then pay for the baskets of Dim Sum. Mm-hmm. And so you were trying to eat uh, the food of Dim Sum, and that we give you points. Um, and then you could play like fortune cards. The characters were uh, all the Chinese, all the Chinese stuff. zodiac. And then they gave like so like Eric was the the rabbit, and it was a magician. The pig was a food blogger. Uh, mm-hmm. they, yeah, I was a I was a tiger. But yeah, it was fun. It was a mm-hmm. it was an interesting mechanic, and uh, I mean dim sum. The the deluxe version has like little squishy. They're so nice. They're very 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 proud of those. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but the they're gluten free. Just don't eat them. They're (laughs) gluten free. They didn't have uh, BPAs in them. Mm -hmm. Um, They did. uh, So that's the deluxe version. If you just get the standard version, they'll be uh, cardboard chips. Mm -hmm. But uh, Gutenberg uh, is hot games room. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what we did. That's what we finished up uh, regular Gen Con with. Um, so we went to the hot games room. We were looking for some other games, and that was the only one of our list that was available. We really wanted to try Turing. Yeah. Mm. And there were a couple of others on the list that uh, weren't there. So Gutenberg was, so we tried that one. Uh, 2021 from Portal Games from uh, Katerina Chiok and Woshik Wisniewski. Uh, and uh, Rafal Zlapa was the uh, the artist. And basically, we uh, you are 15th century typists. Uh, like creating books and stuff and trying to fulfill orders, uh, filling them with uh, just vowels. Uh, apparently in the 15th century, they only spoke in vowels. Uh, and then you could refine it by having like really good wood carving and adding inks and stuff like that. Um, the coolest bit was the the special abilities you could get with the gears, because then you would have to turn the gears. And as you got more gears, it would turn all the gears. And it was like, it was probably the best like beginning of round thing ever. Um, so that was really cool. It was a very interesting mechanic, and then the copy that they had in the um, in the library there had like nice wooden letters mm-hmm. to go with it, and it was uh, it was it was good. I, I understand. I don't think I would add it to the collection because I think it was it's a lot, um, and 
it's one of those, it's like heaven and ale. I was worried that I was going to have another situation where we weren't going to enjoy the game because I was trying to teach it on the fly. It's, that's really like not the way I enjoy teaching games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I would play it again. I don't think I would search it out, but I definitely understand the hype because mm-hmm. this is a game that a lot of people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on social media and podcasts and stuff like that. So Yeah, I mean, it was definitely overwhelming at the beginning. Um, like you, you were explaining the rules and I was just like, <sighs> plus it was afternoon, which is normally my coffee time. Um, and so uh, I was kind of checked out, but I think table presence-wise, uh, the iconography was a, a little bit of a learn learning curve, um, but yeah, the gears obviously one of our favorite bits. Little cardboard, right? Like gears that you can uh, hitch into your board together. What was unique about it as well is um, instead of like a, a, it was kind of worker placement esque that initiative board though, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a betting system player. I don't know what the technical mechanic name is, but I'm assuming like you got to, and then it, that depended on where you were in the, in the start, right. In the player lineup too, is how many cubes you got to, to put. So if you were the last person, you got the most cubes. So you could, in essence, like if you really wanted to, and there were like five options, like up your specialty uh, to help, you know, get those more reputable orders, you know, you have the best, you know, leather binder, um, you would just put more in that tracker. So it was, that was a unique aspect to it, but yeah, definitely took some around to understand the rules, but then it was actually like super fun. There was a big, not necessarily engine builder, but like, you were trying to get to a point and you could like get it going at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it for similar reasons. Like I think that um, initiative board, is that what it was called? Yeah. Um, I think that was pretty interesting. Um, especially learning the value of that, not knowing it initially and just like, yeah. I don't need one of those last things. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, those are really good. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, and I, I also liked how there were two order cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... They were permanently together. They were permanently no, together. Never, right. Yeah. Um, I think that added a level of complexity that made it interesting too. Like it was pretty tricky to fulfill the orders. And I mean, you could still fulfill them without um, doing everything that was there, mm-hmm. but I liked to try to do it all, of course. <laughs> so, apparently, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it wasn't super interactive. I think that's what we said after, mm-hmm. right after we played it. So it would be a certain kind of mood that you'd be going mm-hmm. for there, but I enjoyed it, yeah. I played him. Uh, and uh, Eric won that one. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to get that in there. Um, <laughs> which is what I was going to say, because I, I didn't try to, I think I only fin- fully finished like one order. Mm. And I just sort of was pumping them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much to add on the game. On the the hot game room, mm-hmm. I think it was the first time we've done that. And it was, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think I would do that more since like, then you don't have to go in knowing what games you want to play and kind of just mm-hmm. peel it out. Um, maybe having more time so that there are certain games. And we were very rushed. They were very much like, it's six o'clock, you need to go. Yeah. Um, and I, I read some comments that that is not how it always is. It seemed mm-hmm. like there may have been just some staff members who were very uh, pushy, mm-hmm. which would be nice because we felt very rushed at the end. Which yeah. is interesting because it's not like the room was full. It was yeah. not full. It, was, it, it did not seem like a huge room. That I, was I, I don't full. think it was the room, like fullness of the room. I think it's, it's the like games themselves. So, like, <laughs> games. But I think when we said, hey, we're on the last term, we're going to do fine. We're about to get into final scoring like yeah. yeah they could back off a bit instead of being like gotta be packed up by six yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i think other people had a, a similar kind of complaint about the room but yeah but they like it yeah and i think that experience along with like uh the check room right is that when you have that ticketed slot just to be able to experiment and kind of 
also it was that for this period at least for this year it was away from the convention hall mm-hmm. so it was in a space that was big and the time slot we got was not so busy so it was nice to still get to have your relaxed theme playing with your friends but not be in the loud hall right yeah. where most of the demo yeah. games are going and yeah especially on saturday which is the the busiest day for mm-hmm. the con Camel-Con. All right, and then yeah, back at the apartment, we um, for Camelcon uh, played Dog Lover, um, which was new for me and Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we have an episode? No. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is published or was published. Man, the English teacher's failing with tens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was published in 2022. Uh, the designer's David Short. And the artist is Callie Fitzgerald, um, and it's by AEG. Um, so yeah, this is um, dog version of Cat Lady, and um, it's pretty different. Yeah. Um, so you do have the similar card drafting mechanics there, um, drafting three from the three by three grid, but then that changes as you play and you can have different patterns that you can take um, from the grid. Um, You do have favorite things that are like the cat toys. You have dogs, obviously, like the the cats and you have um, dogs up for adoption as you would with the stray stray cats. Um, But there's yeah, definitely a few other traits, new traits, traits, and things, walks, walks things walks. you can tuck under the. Well, yeah. I think Callie started to add some of that. Yeah, so traits you can pair with dogs, mm-hmm. and then um, the others that you can tuck under. Um, and I, I don't know. I I thought it was. I, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, just like the dogs alone um, were really fun. Um, but yeah, I think it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a first playthrough and I need to play it a few more times, but mm-hmm. it seemed like too much to keep track of um, uh, the different tricks, so the different patterns that you could take from the grid. Um, I don't know that I liked that because it seemed like I got that one, I could take like the entire board and it, it seemed weird. That like defeats the purpose of making that hard call of yeah. like, oh, do I want that row or that row? Well, I'll just take all of these. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I had too many to deal with. And I was like, wait, this is not <laughs> And I'm slow to begin. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked. I, I don't know that I would replace Cat Lady for it. Um, you never. And, I mean, let's be honest. No one yeah, has exactly. ever replaced Cat Lady. Yeah. But I think the thing is, like, Cat Lady is like my go-to. And it's like I don't, I don't want to think hard. I just want a nice, easy mm-hmm. game to play. Yeah. And, and it's hard to just play. Yeah, like a tired game. But I feel like Dog Lover just added more thinking, which isn't bad. But for the game I'm going for, and that um, yeah. obviously I like dogs better. The art was really good. Um, but yeah, I think it felt like it just had a little too much. Mm-hmm. So the tricks maybe. Um, like I like the dog sizes, but it's kind of like also left out of draw. Like, well, I have medium dog, didn't get a medium dog trait, so mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a lot of luck still in that game. I think I won't get rid of either one because mm-hmm. uh, I like both of them, and I think you're right. I feel like Dog Lover has a, a little bit more than Cat Lady, and so you need to be in kind of like that headspace and want something just a little bit heavier than Cat Lady. Uh, but I think Cat Lady also kind of it's a little bit more relaxed. Um, but that being said, like I think you don't necessarily need both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I would probably go with Cat Lady over Dog Lover, uh, just because it's kind of that just that easier, lighter game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like having the option of playing something similar and it just being yeah. just a tad heavy. I think it's yeah. the key. Like Cat Lady, it's when we're just tired and we just want to do something easy, yeah. or my family. Like, I can mm-hmm. play Cat Lady with my family. I can yeah. play Cat Lady with anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't think Dog Lover would fit those yeah. situations. And then I just have so many other games for that when I'm yeah. wanting something more. That just Cat Lady was so perfect because it fit that, like, little niche that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Cat Lady is just so perfect. Mm-hmm. But I, I will just also, like, I agree with all of this. And, you know, obviously we have both, so it's great. But also it was after... 
the biggest day of Gen Con and a big meal. And so a lot of, and after days of Gen Con, so like your energy levels are starting to get drained. The stimuli is getting drained and it was later in the, the evening. And so I can see where that first impressions, which mm -hmm. is again, the underlying theme of our podcast mm -hmm. might not be like super into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. dogs, yeah. but dogs. I know it's it's still a no brainer because it's still dogs, but it it's not as light as cat lady. And my best friend Taco. And Taco, gonna give Taco everything. And Eric won. Yep. Which then, following that, Kiwi and I stayed up to play Guild, the Guild of Merchant Explorers, um, designed by Matthew Dunstan and Brett J. Gilbert. The artist was Geralt Landman, and it was published in 2022 by AEG. More AEG night. Mm -hmm. um, we made our own. And this was a not roll and write. Um, it was a flip a card and place a token on a map. Mm -hmm. And it very easily could have been a roll and write. Yes. Or a flip and write. But I liked it more because it wasn't. <laughs> um, it was just super, like, so like you're putting cubes that are like you started like a home base and then you kind of like flip a card that says you explore this like forest terrain types and then you can put your little explorer cube on two different forests or whatever and then you would try to like spread out and connect towns to build trade routes and um, explore whole regions to like find a village and uh, go to these monuments that were like off in the corners and just shipwrecks which gave you treasure yeah, and then there are different eras. Mm. So as soon as the, we were done with an era, all the explorers came off, but any like trade routes you made mm -hmm. or villages you found or the uh, like ruins, like those stayed on the board. You started a new era and then you could start from one of the villages you found in a previous one. Mm. So you could kind of spread out mm -hmm. a little bit that way. Mm -hmm. And everybody has the same map. So I thought we were generally gonna go off in the same direction, but we like made very different strategies going away. Like everybody's playing off the same cards. You flip a card, it'll be like play on two desert. And you know, there's some placement rules. It has to be next to a village or a city mm -hmm. or your capital or next to one of your previously placed explorers. And so you'd think that you kind of would all get forced to go in the same direction, but Eric and I went completely different mm -hmm. directions. And then clearing those off and adding in, you got special like era abilities that every time that card came out, you get to do that. To get like ability. new technology in the different eras. Well, no, not necessarily new technology, but like I had one that was like explore any four water spaces, and mm. then if you're next to a town, you could explore that town too. Mm. Or one that was like place on four grasslands and triple the amount of coins that it might give you. Mm. And so like I was able to get just a ton of coins because I got that one like relatively early and just did it like every time. How, uh, what made you decide to, because this was a purchase. Yeah, this is one, this is the one I hadn't played it before. We had, I'd heard a couple podcasts with people talking about it. And then when we looked it up uh, and I looked at the rules, I was like, this sounds super interesting. It looks just like a roll and write, but it's not. Hmm. So I think it, it'll 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 scratch that kind of roll and write itch. And like the flip and write of um, Welcome, Welcome to. to, like I really enjoy that concept, like not rolling dice, just flipping the cards. And so I like that. Um, but yeah, then you Googled that one thing and found that there's like a there was like a real life uh, adventure oh, merchant yes. guild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the 1400s, it started off. Yeah, so which like makes sense. That, it started like, like just like ah, why? Well, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. yeah. just have, like putting cubes on a map is very satisfying. <laughs> it's just fun <laughs> and collecting coins when you do it. Yeah, it's just it's so much more satisfying than a, a rolling rank to me. Yeah, and then we played the map that it recommends for your first playthrough. Right. But there's four different maps that come in the base game. So replayability. Yeah, and then there's six different objectives, and you only play with three of them. So every map you have whatever three of six is in terms of combinations of final objectives. So yeah, I thought it was. Like you and I will have to talk about the possibilities of this. And I, and I will. Canvas. Excellent. Excellent. It's a good choice anyway. 
we started off our Sunday, uh, I, I would say Sunday was almost aesthetics day, um, which means we started with Decorum, published in 2022, designed by Charlie Mackin, Harry Mackin, and Drew Tenenbaum. Uh, the artist was Michael Mateko, uh, and it was a Floodgate Games. and. Uh, another good teach provided through Floodgate Games and the people there were uh, very approachable when we did have questions. Um, it was a cooperative with limited communication. Uh, we're all roommates trying to design our house, but we all have obviously very different tastes. But the good news is, unlike in real life, there is a solution. And everybody can be satisfied, whereas in real life, sometimes you have to make compromises. But um, it was, I, I think we just had a lot of fun. You have these uh, different cardboard pieces that are either uh, wall hanging curios, so your tchotchkes kind of things, uh, wall paintings, lamps. Those are the three. Okay. Uh, and then you had different styles. You had modern, retro, uh, unique, and antique. Um, and so uh, all of us had right these different criteria that our person wanted. Don't forget Kiwi's wall painting colors. <laughs> <laughs> one of his criteria was uh, one room one, painted. One room, every color. Every color, like yes. Splashes of color. Mm -hmm. So uh, we won. We figured out how to make everybody happy. Yep. I apparently was the player that was the most content throughout it all. And interestingly enough, I am normally the blue player in our games, and I did not want any blue <laughs> in my downstairs. <laughs> I'll just, like play this game like when it gets to like the responses from like, I think oh, that yeah. was my absolute yeah. like yeah. favorite part of yeah, the whole so game. Yeah, so limited like, communication. Yeah, the puzzle the puzzle piece was great, but it was just like somebody would do something and it was like, well, that is horrid. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't believe you've done that. I worked all weekend to paint that room. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. you started a little too much information. I forget what you yeah. said, yeah. but yeah. like I was like, no, basically just like. <laughs> noises at each noises. Other. And then yeah, that kind of devolves into like, I can't believe you do such a thing. Yeah. I added a little bit in there because um, BB had that one item that we were like, why would you want this thing? And like you added it in, like, oh, it's a fair family heirloom. From her great great grandmother's. Like, yeah. It needs to be in the kitchen. Right? Uh, I think Kate was the best at non verbal communication. <laughs> <laughs> There was one where I just, she just gave me like this look and was just like, no. <laughs> but she didn't have to say no. She just looked at you with like, the eyes that said no. Absolutely <laughs> not in the house. known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's even worse at the point where like, because then you can kind of share some information throughout mm -hmm. the game. And so at the point where like, Kiwi should have known better. And then you're just like, <laughs> and we were telling people he kept changing the wall colors and I'm like you should not like this yeah it's interesting because as you start to understand more you're like okay this is not going to be what I want but right, I need to do right. this I want to help this other person yeah. out so they're yeah. also happy yeah I think that what made that really hard too is that you couldn't swap anything in the house right. so mm -hmm. you had to like because if out. you were going to take that step of swapping two things, you couldn't do that. So to the other players, they couldn't even directly see what you wanted right. to do because yep. you could only yep. swap it out for something else or remove it completely. Yep. And, then and so then you had to wait a whole round to get back to you. So it's like, you're right. like, I got yeah. a plan. It's going to take a few steps and you do so one. So read my mind. And then everybody <laughs> right. else screws it up. <laughs> right. I, I think like that, the, you know, you have that. You have just what you want, and then every fifth turn we have a house meeting, mm -hmm. uh, and it lasts 30, 30 rounds. So you have like these five turns where you're able to like pass your information. So yeah. it's just like, 
But that's the house meeting. You can only pass one bit of information to one player. Yeah, you only pass your card. So even if you've given that card to somebody else, you have to take it from that person and give it to somebody else. But I think it's interesting because you can look at it and be like, all right, I think Eric needs to know. Like there was one that Kate had given me and I was just like, I think Eric needs to know this. Because like you guys were like fighting back and forth yeah. stuff. And then as soon as he got the card, Eric was just like, hey, yeah. Okay. And I knew like, because I knew Kiwi was messing with wall colors and I was messing yeah. with paintings. I was like, I feel like we need to know what each other to do. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, but it was so good that I did go into the vendor hall and purchase it. It was fun. I would definitely play it again. I'm interested to see how you two think it two player. I think it was designed for two, so I'm guessing it's going to be as good. Um, it's not better um, but I was like I, I would also consider getting this mm-hmm. one once we get through some other simpler games yeah. Um, yeah. in our back loan alright and then right after that we went over to we ran over <laughs> Um, Lucas Oil. Yeah, to Lucas Oil. Yeah, we had a little time. Um, It was my first time in there. That was interesting. I've never seen a stadium used for that purpose. I I think I I enjoyed it better than any other stadium activity. (laughs) 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 And yeah, we played Canvas. And Canvas was published in 2021. Uh, Designers are Jeff Chin and Andrew Nurger. And the artist is Luan... Quinn and uh, publisher Road to Infamy Games. Um, that's quite a name. And yeah, it was it was nice. It was so it's a little it was really different because it's not too much of a there's not a lot of mechanics in there, or I don't know. I guess our mechanics, but it's not a really difficult game. Like there's not a lot of strategy mm-hmm. or I guess there is a point system, so that's the only thing you're really going off there for making it a game and competing. Um, but yeah, it's otherwise just like pleasantly creating a, a painting. You have three um, backgrounds to start with, and um, then you have little transparencies that you lay over your background and um, combine them with others um, to then make your painting. And based on what's on there, you have some goals to fulfill. Um, Yeah, and they also give you, there's, um, each transparency has a part of a title on there. So once you do the overlays, you form the title of your painting, which was, that was pretty fun. Um, Yeah, did I leave anything out about how it's played? You get ribbons. You get ribbons. Yeah, for, again, achieving those goals. and then I guess the the turn order came into play like it wasn't you had to go around and um, choose the transparencies and there you had um, a little like artist palette that uh, you needed to spend those I guess if you wanted the transparency that wasn't free um, but that wasn't even that challenging at all there was one time where I thought I wanted the mm-hmm. last one and I didn't have enough palettes but it, then I thought about it more and I didn't even want that one so, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the guy did a good job with the teach. He was also like the ideal teacher for that oh, one. He loves he's it. like, yeah. Dad just like paintings. Yeah. Well, I think his, yeah, his comment was just like, yeah, this is a great activity. And then, you know, they had to make it a board game. So they threw some points in. But yeah. Honestly, like, it, like when we were done, he was like, please don't take everything apart. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a picture. picture of your paintings. Yeah. He took a picture of everybody's paintings at the end of every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think that guy enjoyed his Gen Con. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, I feel like that guy could be an art teacher. He was just so like, oh yeah, just, we're going to do some pain today, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just each of our artworks, he'd be like, oh yeah, I love what you did there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, you could play it like I did and not even go for points. Yeah, <laughs> make, make nice things, which I think is like a nice, I mean, yeah, I, I think the guy's right. Like, you know, there were paintings that you could make that would get points, but then there's also paintings you could make just because you like the paintings. And, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you still ended up with points and there mm-hmm. were a times where you got ribbons, but like, I think it's okay. To, I, it yeah. reminded me of Call of Adventure, where like Call of Adventure, you can play for the character or you can play for the points. One of the interesting things is when you do play for the points, you can still make an interesting character. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, did you win that one? No, uh, Kate. Uh, Kate okay. Yeah. But like, I feel like even going, sometimes you win for point. Like, my best painting was one that I did get a lot of points on. And just because, like, 
I put three things together and it kind of made a cool picture. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't, wasn't going for it, but it just kind of worked out. So I think that's kind of like you, even if you're going for points, you can be kind of surprised with the, mm-hmm. what you come mm-hmm. up with. In uh, both ways, even if you're going for a good picture, you can be surprised. Oh wait, oh, there's yeah. yeah. patterns. So yeah. there I got some points too. Yeah, I think because you brought up a, in the expansion, there's also points for uh, everybody gets to vote on mm-hmm. who they think has the best painting. Yep, and you could get points that way, which I think is a, for a game like that. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely need a card like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. Definitely, that you can end up making. It felt like the game of like making the cards for Dixit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we approached the table, I think that's what I had said, is it reminds me of Dixit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I've definitely went on table presence there. It even mm-hmm. had these little easels to put your yeah. your finished yeah, product your on. Which I, which I heard him say that when he bought the game, those easels didn't come with it. But uh-huh. now it was like a deluxe thing you could add. Mm-hmm. But now like you could get them with the easels. It comes mm-hmm. with yeah. standard, yeah. Because yeah. I like, we were all like, I present to you. Yeah. Like, Darkness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, would you play it again, though? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I'd add it to the collection, but yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what we thought too. Yeah. Like, it'd be if you pulled it out, like let's go. Yeah. Like, like I feel like if you buy it, like would you really get it out that often? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it was light, and it was a nice Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would ever say no to someone saying, "Hey, let's play campus." Yeah. No. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, so after that uh, light artistic <laughs> we got into. Uh, yeah, so we played Mission Control Critical Orbit, uh, published in 2022, and or it's not published yet, but it is going to be publishing this year. Uh, designed by Corey Andalora and Donnie Coleman, and the artist was Victor Maristain. And it's published, it's going to be published by Third World Studios. Uh, and essentially, uh, we one of us is an astronaut who went through a wormhole and now has problems with life support. So we are uh, talking back to Mission Control and the other elements of whatever space agency we're a part of, a la Apollo 13, who are then all trying to solve our problems. And we are, each person had a different thing to do. So like Kate was basically playing Sudoku. Sudoku, uh, Sudoku. Okay. Uh, Eric was doing math. Uh, and BP was uh, making patterns with numbers. Uh, plain Tetris. Yeah, plain Tetris. So each of those elements would then feed into the main board, which was mine. And I was trying to connect pipes from one location to the other. So Kate was helping me build valves so that I could make sure that those pipes were open. BP was helping make sure that I could get uh, shapes. The, the shapes and the pipes themselves. Uh, and then Eric's math was making it so that I could uh, get more stars, which would then allow me to open up more things and more specifically unlock some of my air tanks so that I could shift Move them around. so that I could better uh, get the pipe. And then you, you do it all in 20 minutes, uh, and the numbers you get to play onto your boards are based off of dice and dice alone. <laughs> oh, we have a small elephant herd upstairs. So, um, <laughs> The teach was pretty simple. They taught mm-hmm. two tables at the same time. I felt like I feel uh, like she was a teacher. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Now I'm going to grade you at the end." And yeah. I feel like it is a game you could integrate into like a uh, an elementary school type system pretty easily to teach a bunch mm-hmm. of different yeah. skills. I, I might take the timer out of it. Uh, for oh, for yes, yeah, so if you're doing. But it I for felt school. like with the numbers, it, it mm-hmm. at least makes people like work to. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of different things that you can mm-hmm. do for like elementary school students, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we were successful. It took us about just a little over 15 minutes to get it done, um, and apparently we were only like one or two. Uh, pipe links off of what they had seen as the record uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend, so we did pretty good. Um, it was interesting. Um, I think it would have been nice to see some different things other than numbers on everything, uh, which I get why they were doing that, because they were using dice, and so numbers are the easiest thing to work with. Um, it was nice that each of the three like ground control stations were different uses of those numbers, mm-hmm. but I feel like uh, I think Eric, your idea was probably yeah. a little bit better. Um, my my thought was like they could do a, a flipping flipping rate, and then 
the, when you flip a card, it could have like a number or a letter or shape and then color and do different puzzles with those or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a puzzle person. I'm not an abstract puzzle person, so this game wasn't really my thing. But um, I feel like you could come up with some more creative puzzles than just Sudoku. Mm-hmm. Basic edition. <laughs> yeah, the comment that I made when we were walking out was I felt it, it gave me a Captain Sonar vibe. And it would be something that you don't have enough people for Captain Sonar, so you play this. But Captain Sonar is just a much better use because everybody kind of has their own thing for Captain Sonar. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all very different. I felt and you like, have to work together a lot closer. Yeah, these, these felt kind of samey, mm -hmm. even though you were doing different types of number puzzles. Yeah. 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 Don't have the player count or the amount of like time or I don't know, like it's the complexity was a lot. Yeah, her lighter, point was like, so, like, do you think you can play with more different count than four? Or I feel like you need four, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's limiting. limiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and then <laughs> the teach moment was good. I kept feeling the more I think about it, it's just I think she didn't think I was as smart as I was, just because like the first piece she's like this is really puzzle intensive you want your best puzzler and so we all pointed to kiwi and then she's like okay well this one's math and i'm just like to be I, fair i i didn't want to go for math and i never played sudoku but i was like yeah patterns i'm good with she's like yeah people who crochet and stuff i'm like i don't crochet but like don't don't get me wrong like i can i can get myself some pattern building and tetris yeah. going but she kept coming by I and being like in retrospect do you have this okay do no and no yeah. one else it was just yeah. me like but that could go back to the teacher she was really concerned about you oh, right. she seemed displeased <laughs> so you gotta check in on that student with me <laughs> right and she was so, definitely a teacher and i'm like <laughs> i'm fine like i'm really getting this it's yeah. okay but like looking back on it now that you said like ah, i don't know about this math and i realized it's basically simple addition Right. So like you definitely could have done easily. Yeah, once so like I maybe saw when that. you're like you're like maybe she her thinking, well, she does not add. <laughs> she does not add three and six. Well, I better check in on this I one. Mean, I'm thinking <laughs> like math, you're gonna be multiplying. I thought it was like theory yes. style of math where you're gonna be like yeah, yeah doing some sort of yeah, crazy so rapid online. Yeah. But yeah, even I was like I was like, I I don't love doing math like this either, but it's like, oh, History teacher, English teacher, guess I'm the math guy. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, it's just addition. It's not that. Yeah. It's not that hard. And then you can even, honestly, I wasn't even doing math. I was just crossing off blocks mm. as I went and then seeing I think how that's how they math. actually teach new math now. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, but it was an interesting concept. I did like the whole cooperative roll and write mm -hmm. asymmetric thing. I just think maybe some more interesting puzzles would have, yeah, would have been mm -hmm. ideal. And that ended our day three. Mm -hmm. Four. That no, was four. four. Yeah, that ended day four. That's how long day three is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had tacos. We, uh, Kate and I actually really coordinated pretty well for the food. Um, so Wednesday we made sure, of course, you know, we got stuff that we could have together on the fly. Just I do have some dietary restrictions, but um, Gen Con put out a great uh, food truck schedule. And so if you did want to plan your day around their food truck, there were great options per usual. Um, that is the one thing about Gen Con. I think there's lots of great food options. You don't have to just go to Chick-fil-A. You don't have to go to like just the, the fast food places. You don't even have to just go to the places in the inside the convention Sounds center. Like, please places please at least go to Chick-fil-A over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People do they go smelled to and looked awful. Yeah. But, and they it, cost you know, like it's just, yeah, yeah. Con conventional convention food. Um, let's see. Thursday morning, we uh, Kiwi and I started off uh, at pretty much close to opening at Potichu and it was already uh, crowded um, but of course enjoyed our experience per usual um, and our opening night we had a fantastic Weber meal mm -hmm. however they no longer do brisket mm -hmm. uh, which was a Sadness. little disappointing mm -hmm. but I don't think any of the substitutes were disappointing for anyone no and we had and the we all had service. dessert. We've yeah, heard. we had great yeah. service. Shout out to Tim. Who also had Smurf tattoos. So a little, a uh, little kinship going. Um, Don't dox the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's see, what did we do? Oh, Friday we had lunch at uh, Kate. Kate took Kate took the afternoon off, so mm -hmm. the three of us went to Harry and Izzy's and. 
while they have uh, good food and great service. But, it, you know, I don't know that it's uh, just our jam any longer. Um, I think we're looking for new experiences. Again, it's a little difficult. So if anybody does have any celiac recommendations for Indy, write in and let us know. Um, but uh, that night, then we just, uh, we ate on what we now call proposal lane. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just one of the aspects in a park across the street. Uh, so obviously always bringing your own little food basket in your backpack is a great option as well. Um, what did we end up doing? We had Weber again. Then we had Weber again. On Saturday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried something new today. Yeah. Nada, what did you think? I like Nada. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely go back. So it was um, uh, a modern Mexican mm -hmm. uh, fusion, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And, and especially at, at brunch. Just don't go in the morning. They're understaffed. Yes. They're <laughs> understaffed. Um, may look like not, not <laughs> busy, not <laughs> busy, but that's intentional. They're actually yes. a fantastic place. Very organized. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. The food was pretty good and very knowledgeable again about the gluten elements. Yeah. So. All right. And then our final Gen Con statistics, we played 15 games. We played 20 last year. So fewer games. So far. So far. Uh, we, do, we do have more to go. Uh, 13 new games to everyone, plus two more that were new to somebody. Like nine, seven. So last year it was nine new oh, games okay. for everybody, seven that was new to So Sunday. yeah, we crushed our, uh, our new games. We did a lot more at CamelCon leading up to Sunday yeah. last year. Um, our final win counts, uh, I had four. Seven last year. I crushed you guys last year. <laughs> uh, Kate had three. You had fear down from four from last year. Kiwis also tied you for three. Up, up one from last year. And BB had two wins. 200% improvement from your zero <laughs> of last year. Most, most improved. Most improved. <laughs> I'm sure uh, they're living for that. And we're, we were three, three out of three in co-ops. We were two for five last year. So huh. we are working together as a team. Much um, more efficiently. Yes. Uh, and this is our most new games played in a single year, beating last year's nine and doubling our first year. Thanks to scheduling. <laughs> Which I think was good. I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought it was fine. That's great. <laughs> Just outro. <laughs> Well, if you have any recommendations on things you uh, feel we need to make sure we do at a Gen Con in the future, if you want to hear our thoughts about, uh, just send them our way. Uh, the email is firstturntabletop at gmail, and we're on Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel is he is sitting down at CamelCon. Uh, he's got his badge. He's got his vaccine bracelet on, and he says... Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. And we look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.